Welcome to episode 8 of the podcast. Today we're going to talk about lifestyle and how it affects weight loss and muscle gain. We're going to cover recovery, sleep and stress. So let's get into it. Yeah, so um, I guess we start with recovery and uh, different techniques we use to to recover, I guess, so to speak. And I personally like walking, to be honest. Walking and maybe swimming, but swimming is more, I chill in the pool because I'm not very good at swimming, so. (laughs) But yeah, my, uh, because rest days, I don't know, I find maybe one or two rest days during the week is good, but I like to do either mobility, I'll do, I like to do the walks, uh, maybe 10 laps, because uh, I'm not a very fast swimmer, so the laps will be very slow, so I do like 10 to 15, and yeah, personally, especially after leg days, I usually feel very good after just being in the water. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I think, yeah, a lot of... Yeah. Having a, a decent recovery is actually doing stuff you enjoy as well, yeah, because yeah. it's actually mentally recovering. Um, you know, so I, you know, I do two things a day, whether I'm training or not training. Get up, walk the dogs, and walk the dogs in the evening. But also spend time with my horses in the morning. Yeah, that's horse, very therapeutic. Horse riding, I find, yeah. is like one of the most therapeutic things. So I've only got back into. I used to ride a little bit when I was younger, and then. I kind of didn't do it for years, and then I started getting horses, as you do. Yeah. Um, and then so I started riding again, and... Get you, you know, strong adductors, huh? Oh, and I just, yeah, and I forgot how enjoyable it is to ride, and even just spend time with the horses. They're very therapeutic animals. Yeah, you just know, grooming Grooming and, and chilling and brushing them and, you know, spending time with them. is actually quite therapeutic. So. Yeah, because, yeah, probably recovery goes beyond just the physical. Exactly. Yeah. So emotional mental spiritual yeah and i think the world we live in today it's harder to mentally decompress it is yeah like we we you know work used to be for most people a nine to five thing you clock in you clock off yeah now because we've got laptops your phone you're working well i was gonna say you were working a bit more like you know because of computers you'd spend more time sitting there but now we've got phones and so that's buzzing. Like, I have work messages as soon as I wake up. You know, sometimes because I've got, you know, people working all over the world. You know, people in Dubai message me at one time. We may have a call with someone in China at another time. And, you know, so this is, you know, so as soon as I wake up, you can look at your phone and you've got messages at, like, five in the morning. So, you know, I tend to actually just ignore those at five in the morning and often tell people to contact me a reasonable hour, yeah. especially if it wakes me up, I'm, I get a bit grumpy. But generally speaking, you know, we now live in this 24-hour world where people aren't getting enough rest. You know, bright lights and you know all this extra, you know, blue light everywhere, and we're all just staying up, doing more work, not switching off, not doing things we actually enjoy. People go to the gym now to escape. But it's also, if you're training properly, it'd be taxing as well. So when do you actually recover from everything? I think that's a problem a lot of people are facing. Yeah, true, because you're working long hours. Then you go to the gym to get from work. 
Then you get home and you're not sleeping enough. You're back to working. So. Well, you just live in a chronically yeah. stressed state. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I don't know we can get onto the stress stuff a bit further into the podcast. But, yeah, literally, people are just running themselves into the ground with work. I mean trying to fit in training sessions and people find themselves rushing through training sessions or training properly but when you train properly you need to recover from that training and that becomes hard if you don't manage your working balance properly you know so and I, I'm not sure how manual labourers do it you know I'm not sure like with not so much a mental taxation but with physical taxation yeah. say training five to six times a week maybe and then working five, five to six, to six times, times a week. Doing a heavy manual <laughs> job. At what point, even on their rest days, they've still got to work for a living. So that blows my mind a little bit. So if you do that sort of job, you, you've got to find very good ways in the evenings after work, on your rest days, to properly recover your body. And for those people who have maybe very mentally taxing jobs, you've got to find a way of switching off the brain. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably even harder. Oh yeah. I think yeah. for most people to because there's a there's a bodybuilder I follow. He's also a PT in the states, and he says every every day after work he just goes in, and because he gets home late, so every day takes like uh, twenty to thirty minutes, and just sits alone maybe with his dogs, in a room or in his room and just. Just relaxes, doesn't go through his phone, does nothing. Just well, that's that's the thing. I think you've got to be good at setting boundaries for yeah. yourself, and you know, putting the downtime on your Instagram, yeah, yeah. or or making sure that you yeah. you're not gonna also another reply thing. to emails at certain hours. Yeah, which is another thing I think that works. Just having a set time for your emails, not yeah, not replying every managing time. your time. Yeah, like if you don't need to answer a work email, I always say. Is it a safety critical thing? If it's not, if someone's not going to die from it, if the business isn't going to implode, it probably can wait a few hours for you to answer an email. Even mm. if it says urgent, it's probably got a couple, two, three hours in. It's probably not business critical. It's probably not health and safety critical. Yeah, because yeah. I think, to be honest, that's why I just like walking. I think it's the best way to recover, whether it's from exercise, work stress whatever you're going through i think walking just does and don't take something. your phone on your phoneless walks are the yeah, best I, well, I do like sticking my podcast on just sticking my headphones yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah, yeah. but then i tend not to read it because i've got the dog leaves in my hand well you're yeah. watching out for <laughs> buffaloes and oh yeah, the hyenas hyenas yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we do it at the studio because it's an mm. enclosed place yeah. i'd go with the podcast because yeah. i'm sure there's no matatu that's going to run me over or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I don't need to be so wary of my environment, but when I'm outside, uh, it's just nice, you know, the wind, the birds, the... It's nice. Yeah, you just, just walk and be at, uh, be in the moment, so to speak. So. But one thing I've noticed, some of the big companies now are understanding this. So my biggest client, HP Inc., I went to one of their big offices just over a year ago in Washington State. US and they've got the big sleep pods. Oh, really? So, middle of the day, oh, if you so need cool. a nap, you can go have a nap. Oh, nice. You know, and I think that's good for taking t- time out, even if you're not even sleeping in them, just shut just the curtain, right. just chilling, leaving your laptop and phone at your desk, and go have an hour in one of these pods. 
And I think you're going to be so much more productive at work yeah, yeah. if you if you have that little break to yourself. And uh, yeah, also speaking about that, that's why we like sort of stopped recording our workouts because somehow they took long and you weren't just in the workout. It's, it's almost the same thing. It's yeah. The phone takes so much time whether you're training or recovering. It's okay if you've got someone there to film you. Yeah, but just for like function. Just, yeah. I've now been doing yeah. maybe just my squats for progression. So I do yeah. the one video and then yeah. I just go back into it, the music and but maybe, maybe later we'll... When, well, when, when you I'm employ prepping. me full time to be your video, video yeah. then. <laughs> then when you're prepping for the Arnold Classic, then maybe we can do a road to Arnold Classic thing. But for now, uh. I enjoy the just focusing and not having to think. Because as I, like Andy said, a lot of guys copy the workouts also and have no idea. Yeah. They don't know what your plan is, so also that wasn't such a good idea. No, no. Yeah. I'd rather... People ask and me tell yeah, them. Yeah, then screenshot. Just copy and it. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so recovery is important, and it is. It's got to be both physical and mental recovery, and rest because training is, you know, taxing on the central nervous system, which yeah, then can stress. have a mental s- stress effect. You know, it's all coincides. And mental stress can have effect on your your physical stressors. Yeah, I mean, it's all we're a holistic system. And I think with, with your recovery days, it's to listen to your body as well, not mm. to be like, okay, Wednesday, I have to rest. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. if I'm dying on you know, a day, I can't rest today. I think you should, if you need more than two rest days, that's fine. Take, take a third. Yeah, I'm getting better at actually listening to my body and saying, I've trained really hard. Actually, I'm not going to train today because actually I just feel a bit worn out. Have a rest day. And if I need two rest days, have two rest days, and then just carry on back onto the program. As long as you get all your sessions in. Yeah, and that usually works magically. And you're not going to lose your muscle overnight. You can have weeks off and still not lose your muscle. Because I enjoy that now rather than have Monday's leg day. Yeah. No matter what. Mentally, I'm not actually prepared for Monday's leg day. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's like Monday... Monday's bad enough anyway because it's the beginning of that working week, let alone knowing yeah. that you've got to do something horrible. Yeah. So that's why I quite like my, my sessions moving around and actually it might be something different on a different day. Cause yeah, because it changes. And yeah, like this, we worked out on Sunday and it's really nice. The gym is often empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah big It's actually really nice. I think we might go back into yeah, that. Yeah, it was quiet. It was just nice. Yeah, I know we train at FitRev on a Sunday when I'm not... When I stay in Nairobi on a Saturday... Yeah, there's no dog show oh, often yeah. trained on a Sunday yeah. because it's a great day to train. No, it Normally is. it would be a rest day, but then all I do is take the Monday as rest day. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I Switch mean, around. we took the whole of last week off and yeah. actually it was it was fine. I yeah. find two weeks off. Leon looks a lot smaller though. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joking. Only joking. I was worried. Didn't eat I was enough. Worried. Yeah. 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 No, no he, he, he I, ate I, think I, ate I can vouch for that. A lot of muffins. I think the camp was worried that they were going to run out of food. But that's also important, what you just said, eating, because... Yeah, part yeah. of recovery is eating properly. True, true, true. But also, if you've been someone who's been dieting forever, that's just taxing. At some point, you should take a diet break. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it doesn't mean go into a surplus. I mean, sit at a nice... Spend we'll a to... week or two weeks at maintenance. maintenance yeah. At your new maintenance. Yeah, your new maintenance, yeah. not your old maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, yeah, and then just chill about... And they feel like probably a lot of calories compared to what you've been dieting on. And that just mentally make you feel 
And I've found that. it's also one hard thing to make clients do. Telling them a diet break and they're just thinking, no. It's like it's just on. a break for you to, you know, get back into it mentally and because yeah. it's stressful having well, and to your hormones and for everything yeah. I was gonna say hormones yeah. especially maintenance but it's a, it's maintenance it's yeah. a hard it, I've no, it's very hard before someone says okay I think I'll do the diet break and then you're like how many days you're like yeah you know like a week and they're like no see I always it's find it's, 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 it's difficult when you know someone was really big before I mean, yeah. that's what in their mind they're so worried about how they used to be they think they're going to bounce straight back to true it. And same with guys who used to be small, small with a bit yeah. of muscle. They're so worried about losing their gains that they won't take days off. And, and all they're doing is stalling their gains. And actually, we could be going catabolic through stress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, how, like, in your prep, are you doing diet breaks? No. Well, I don't have enough time, really. Last mm. year, mm. we started a lot earlier. And we did have a period of probably month and a half for maintenance oh, wow. mm-hmm. so yeah, this good. time actually my calories have just dropped again which is good I know that Tupperware you've been eating yeah. from looks very small it is small I'm starting to use <laughs> actually normal sized plates yeah. oh, that's serving plates day. it's rubbish that's such a sad and actually day. now we're quite small plates we weren't even big plates anymore um, so yeah but that's the thing but I quite like that about prep I love that whole go hard thing just purely because it's easy because you can see the, the changes and I know we've got you've got a finite time so you're yeah, better in you've to got come that in angle. you're better in to come in early but so I'm going to get no diet breaks here but I personally won't need one because I've been just come out of a gaining phase yeah true um you know I'm like yeah, and it's only okay. for a short time. Yeah, yeah I, think, it's, I think it depends how long your prep is. Yeah, yeah. What's, what have I got left? What, 14, 15 weeks? Yeah. So, you know. And then you'll have a long diet break after, a very yeah. long one after the competition. Yeah, we go, you go, yeah, a bit of rebound, <laughs> then depending on what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I always try to do the reverse diet thing. Yeah, this, di- this time you I did tried. It this time. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, it was the first time I actually did it because all preps, I'm just like, I'm done. Give me the donuts. Yeah. Give me the chapati. Probably the only thing I want to do in that first week is do an eating challenge. Well, oh, I'm really said hungry. That. Oh, I want to find I something that's like really incredibly tough. Yeah, I get I'm going to be so hungry. I'm just going to go. I might not have anything straight after the show. Yeah. Right, and just save it up for two days Oh my later. God, you'll be a monster. I know. Yeah. Look, just, you, just you, smash you, up. Yeah. Somewhere where you yeah, win like free like food a, for life or something. Yeah. <laughs> free do- look for a, do- a donut shop. Free donuts it, for you. But no, but it's, you know, another sort of thing, especially how you handle the post-show rebounds important because there can be some issues, you know? And I think it's the same with, um, like, just normal clients. I think post-show is, um, yeah. it's just that um, amateur and professional bodybuilders, there's a mindset, you know, how to switch yeah. on and off. But guys who've dieted for so long, like you've said, if you're too small or too big, it's like there's no, you're too scared to give yourself a break, you know, every five or six weeks. You just take a few days off, then start and yeah. take slow steps. So And I do think, it's, though, you've got to remember it is maintenance, not a surplus. And also, yeah, yeah. yes, you're stepping away from gym, but it doesn't mean be inactive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Keep, keep and your steps. We, and if your nutrition is off, your recovery will take a beating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the other big thing about recovery is that eating healthy, decent food yeah. to get all those micronutrients into you. 
to yeah. aid recovery. So yeah. on, on your rest days, that yeah. both of you, do you reduce calories? Because I know that's no. something well, I have done, do, like previously, but not at the moment. Same. I eat okay. the same. Yeah, I yeah. used to do it also. And, but because uh, uh, like off-season, I would not really track every day. So I'd maybe reduce a meal or the last meal I'd just reduce and have no carbs. So either way, I know somewhere my calories would be lower. But mm. on rest days, weirdly enough, I never, I'm not that hungry on rest no. days. It's, it's just now that I have the intention of really putting on size. And it's almost the opposite day. when you try and gain, what, gain muscle. Your rest days when you want to probably eat yeah. a little bit more yeah. food. Yeah. I used to increase my fat hard. on rest days because yeah. it just increases your calories. Yeah. So it's, it's just easier. You can get to the number of calories you need with your higher fat, lower carb yeah. much faster than if you're on a yeah. higher carb. So I, like on prep, I do higher fats on rest days. But that's worked for mm. me for my prep so far. Yeah, um, this prep actually is keeping with calories static across the week. Just yeah. purely so we focus on the weekly deficit. But some days I'm under, or I'm on calories, I never go over, but so if I go a little bit under, if I reach the end of the day and I've hit my protein target and I'm a little bit under, I'm okay with that. Oh, I just go push it to the next day, yeah. No, yeah. I just go, go ahead. If, yeah, I don't overly worry too much being under calories when I'm trying to lose weight as long as I've hit my protein. Yeah. yeah. And you? I, I keep it the same. Yeah. I keep my calories the same yeah. throughout. Yeah, it's, it's simpler though, to be honest. It's I find so, it simpler yeah. and, I mean, yeah, sometimes you're not as hungry on a, on yeah. a rest day, but I still think in terms of recovery, it's important yeah. to, to get all your, your nutrients in. So let's look at sleep, the importance mm. of sleep mm. and just how amazing it is. I yeah, mean, th- I think that's the triangle, you know, training, then you have your nutrition and then sleep, which, yeah. which, I, which is where... You can say the magic happens. Yeah, I, know, I, mean, I think these these days we don't get enough sleep. No, 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 no. We really no. don't, oh, and it's gosh. And, and sleep is essential for your your brain, for your for muscle, for gaining your muscle, for fat loss, for athletic performance, for so many things. Yeah, because I know I wake up what twice or thrice some days. If 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 I'm very tired, I wake up once to go to the loo or drink water, but. I know immediately there I'm not really going to go back into like super deep sleep. Yeah, so. yeah it's quite funny. If I wake up to go to the toilet, yeah. I try to keep my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fill things, <laughs> things out and just hope like, you know, like I can go back to sleep. But yeah, yeah no, sleep's important. And I think what people don't realise is you know, when you are sleep deprived, it is like you are drunk. The effects on your brain your reaction speeds, everything else. And you're actually a liability to yourself and others. You know, so you may be thinking working late and then having to get up to get to the office or whatever is helping work out and helping you out. But the problem is, what you find is, you know, you're going to get to work be a lot less productive than you would have been just getting asleep. You could have got the work done probably in a day just by being more productive. You know, there are people that are people who can survive without much sleep. But they're very few and limited. So we shouldn't use them like, you know, we was always talking in the UK about Maggie Thatcher surviving on a whole <laughs> prime ministerial um, life on, you know, four and a half, five hours. But she ended up with dementia. So, well, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, is that a, that a knock-on <laughs> effect? Well, yeah. it, it, and it, it studies well are showing that, yeah, yeah, it could be. 
And I mean, adequate sleep is generally between seven to nine hours yeah. per night. Um, and that and that's good sleep, not so yeah. interrupted sleep. Not too much going to the loo. Yeah, which right. which is hard because I think after drinking all the water, man. I try to. I do try to. Um, <laughs> Reduce my walk towards bedtime yeah. and have a heavier carb meal. Actually, most of the times, the thing that wakes me up is the dogs to get let out oh, yeah. first thing in the morning, but that's kind of getting up time anyway. Um, I, I found a trick that helps from uh, Luke Talok's podcast. He does like a, if you pee because it's reduced my going to the loo at night a lot, you just have a bit of salt, salt at night. Salt, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it actually helps. Yeah. <laughs> you need to start doing that again. Lot, lot yeah, I know. I, yeah. I do it, I forget. I've just not been consistent. Yeah. But I notice when I do it, I just wake up once and I'm good. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the sleep deprivation has a huge impact on injury and illness. Yeah. Um, Your mood. Mental health. Mm. Physical health. Yeah, sleep. Sleep is like, actually, probably the most important thing a human can generally do. Humans are generally made to eat, sleep. Yeah, wake up. And everything, all the other activities were made for us to eat so we could eat and go to sleep. And that's all like early man needed to do. Go around, hunt and gather. Yeah, hunt, and go sleep. eat, sleep. <laughs> and I think as people in those days, because there was no clocks, no phones, literally, sun goes down, no. all right, I'm going yeah. to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Sun comes up, yeah, hunt. so like, you know, during the winter, they, they would get more sleep. And during the summer, we get a little bit less. But oh, like, nice. you know, because it was just done on the sun cycles. And then, you know, and then we get into a bit of circadian rhythm talk there. But, you know, our bodies have these biological clocks, like all living things, circadian rhythm. And, you know, that's just based on the sun. Yeah. And there's a lot of studies that show about the benefits of being awake just before sunrise and watching the sunrise on blood pressure and then and sleep quality especially if you watch the sun go down and then you limit your blue light after you know you, you will sleep a lot better so you know we are evolution's an amazing thing and the human body has been built to act a certain way but we're also very good at counteracting nature yep. <laughs> yeah and, and there's just been so many changes recently yeah. that have just totally gone against the whole circadian rhythm yeah because it's again going back to you know you don't sleep well then you look for a supplement to sleep you don't do you don't um, eat well you like that's it's become human nature always look for something else rather than just do the simple just go to bed I would say like you know a big thing you know which is affecting a lot of people's sleep is blue light Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a big fan of blue light blockers. I have blue light blockers. Yeah. I got Kaya blue light blue light blockers because you even in the house you've got light bulbs on. Yeah. For emitting blue light. TV's on blue light. Your laptop's on blue light. Yeah, phone. And, and your brain thinks it's daylight the whole time. And then what, so when you try to go straight to sleep and you turn the lights off, it's only like your brain's like, oh, I'm still oh, active. Yeah. Well, it yeah. suppresses the melatonin, melatonin, melatonin yeah. reduction. So and that's what yeah we need to makes you sleep because I've seen cool ones. They they look, they're, they're making really cool oh, blue light blockers. Car, but yeah. like, mine aren't cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not cool. They were. Where I'm even on planes. Because I was I was watching the guys the muscle podcast yeah. and they 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 do their podcast with the yeah, blue light the blockers science, yeah. Yeah. yeah we tend to record before bed but the science is pretty solid on it um 
And, you know, we're just being bombarded with... And our brain just doesn't know it's time to switch off. And when you don't produce... You affect your melatonin production. You, you affect all the other yeah, hormone growth, productions. Yeah, your growth hormone. You know, the growth hormone. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, you stop building muscle. You know, you've got things like um, serotonin, which, one is your mood but also your digestion the biggest thing that serotonin in the gut does is digestion mm. so that then gets affected so you what you find is often people with depression who have a serotonin blocking issue will also have poor digestion and yeah, often, yeah, often suffer yeah. with stomach conditions yeah, 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 yeah. because um, serotonin is used for digestion um, you know dopamine production and all these sort of things you know so the moods is a big part of that but then, you know, when you're affecting digestion, you're not losing weight because you're not effectively, you know, breaking down everything in your stomach. Yeah. You're retaining water. Yeah, your blood flow is off. And even, you know, talk about, you know, talk about menstrual cycles for women. Lack yeah. of sleep can really affect menstrual cycle. And then, you know, it's all about big balls of stress and sleep. And, um, you know, I was always told you should be asleep never past 2, two um, a.m., because that's when your body... It's your deepest sleep. And it's also when your body dumps in a load of um, cortisol. Mm-hmm. You know, to help your inflammation in your body from the yeah. day. Yeah. And then if you're awake at that period, it doesn't, you know, you start, you know, producing you know, all this cortisol, but it's not being used for what it's meant to be used for. And it's overproducing it and, you know. Yeah, and we're reading also stress. high cortisol. Well, low and high is also a problem. Both is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Both are a problem. You need a good balance of... Well, I guess... If one thing is off, everything just goes off. Homeostasis. Well, yeah, your GA, your growth hormone goes down, your um, your testosterone for men goes yeah. down. Yeah. Well, massively, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like one of the biggest droppers for male uh, sexual health, and yeah, which then links into you know the bodybuilding world is testosterone levels. It's because more men are staying up late and not going to bed. You know. Their testosterone levels are plummeting. That's interesting. And even just one night of bad sleep yeah, can night. have a huge effect. Yeah. So now you can think if, if throughout the week you're sleeping <laughs> yeah. badly, yeah, like how that. that will affect everything. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, it's sort of their melatonin and cortisol is sort of so messed up that their, their cortisol starts to sort of spike in the evening. And then and you're really not going to be able to sleep. The whole mess up with the circadian rhythm affects our mitochondrial DNA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which yeah, at the very core of us is getting affected by this lack of sleep. Because now your, your whole cell regeneration is just slow or almost not there. I, I think so, so you're not repairing efficiently. Yeah. And I think even if you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well. Your appetite is way down. Well, that's the thing. For sure. your, your leptin levels decrease. Leptin mm-hmm. and ghrelin, ghrelin changes, increases. increases. So what you do is you end up binging. Yeah. So I liked what you said, how lack of sleep is like having yeah. Yeah, yeah, hangover. All those bad things. Yeah, it's like it's terrible. Um, and it's the thing. It's, you know, you literally, after one night of lack of sleep, your judgment's impaired. So you're not making the best choices for yourself. Two, you're also go from not being hungry to suddenly being really hungry with poor food choices poor, poor food choices and then so all you're doing and plus then you're not digesting it properly yeah you're gaining loads of weight but you're actually not having protein synthesis yeah you know so all this stuff so you can train as much as you want you'll get no benefit from your training if you're not sleeping properly so you're wasting your time 
never put training over sleep. You know, if you're someone who trains in the evening, and I often do this, be careful about pre-workouts mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. Um, also, make sure that some people who train feel more alive after. And then that will really affect yeah, what time I, you go to bed. Yeah. If you're someone who trains and feels knackered after one again, then it's a good thing. I cannot train in the evening because I'm I'm awake. Yeah. I'll be you, I'll be pumped. Stoked. Yeah, I'm ready, and that doesn't work. Evening trainings yeah. do not work very well for me. Yeah, no, the caffeine is interesting, and yeah. it's the same for people who drink coffee because coffee has a half life of is it six hours? Yeah, it's quite long. About that, so yeah. generally try and cut, and I try and do this, yes, cut your caffeine by intake two. by, <laughs> two, by at, least, <laughs> at least two, yeah, even I think two. midday, because yeah, it, it would be the equivalent avoid. of drinking a quarter cup of coffee before you go to bed and, yeah. and yeah. Well, yeah, expect to be sleepy. But I usually know when I don't have good sleep, and even you know, because I'll just wake up and be like, like I know it, I just feel it. And then I'll be hungry. I'll be super hungry. And moody. And, yeah, and super like, don't talk to me. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty good about sleep. I'm really nice. Yeah. But that's because I, I had a career oh, yeah, where yeah. I would go out loads of sleep. You were trained and, for that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but long-term health would probably damage my long-term health. You know, Especially when you end up doing like shifts and you are... Like, there's a matter of times I work all night, yeah. go play rugby, go back to work, for two days on a chart, I get no sleep. Oh, jeez. Maybe a little bit of a nap in a camera. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do you guys think about napping? Is it good? Is I, it love, I love napping personally. I just don't have the time in the day to nap because if I do nap, like because of the way work's structured for me, you know, I like to have, first thing when I first wake up, chilling, I mean, training usually in the morning nowadays, then work, then I have time for lunch where I will pr- try and prepare food you know for other days so I'm not going to cook something big so I don't really have time to nap um, you know in the evening I'm, I've got cardio and stuff to do now but naps are great if you like when I first started the volley my sleep was always a problem because of the amount I was working at that time like I go through really busy spells where I find myself working till past midnight and it's just no good for anyone so I'm trying to be not better with that because sometimes that's how work is for me. He says, when those happens, you know, try and get more sleep in on other days. It's not, the thing is, the problem with that is you can't truly catch, catch up your up sleep. sleep. But exactly. you can just start improving your future sleep. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other days. So it's like you're almost getting back onto your program. But um, yeah, so for me, much as I, and I do love a nap. Yeah. Actually, I often have my evening bath and fall, pass out in the bath. Actually. <laughs> and then I normally now go from falling asleep in the bath just to then rolling into bed because I'm already You're done. Nice I'm done. Yeah. I'm but I think that's just that's quickly <coughs> touch on that point. Like, you can sleep really badly throughout the week yeah. and then think, oh, on the weekend I'll catch up. But no. that's not true. You, you, you can't, you yeah, can't catch up. It's not like calories. <laughs> true. <laughs> you can't yeah. catch up. That's why it's so important to be consistent. Yeah. Um, with your sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at naps, to be honest. Well, so I only try, if you're sick. Yeah, yeah, only if I'm sick. But yeah. I try and I can rest, try close my eyes, but I don't know, during the day I'm just... Too much going on in mind. Yeah, I think so. I just, um, 
I just can't nap. I, I can chill, do nothing, and just relax. But I talk about it as beneficial, though. It's like that mm. whole like meditation. You could be just doing nothing. Yeah. And as long as you've mentally switched off from the world, yeah, it that's it as beneficial as, yeah. as having a full nap. Because mm. when you think about it, I was always told the sweet spot for a nap, a power nap, is like 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Any longer perfect. than that is like... <laughs> you, you wake up falling, feeling Because you start getting into a deeper sleep. Yeah. And you know, your sleep cycle, when you're going into sort of REM sleep, yeah. and then you don't want to wake up from that, but you, fall, you have to because you've got the rest of your day to do. So actually, you know, the 20-minute yeah. window's okay, but it's like, you know... It's trying about 20, 21 minutes in a day where you can just switch off. And actually, if you can just mentally switch off for that same period of time without having to fall asleep with a chance of going into deeper sleep and feeling worse, I think that's almost as good. Yeah, and I'm always very, you know, very pleased when I know people who meditate because I think that's brilliant. If you can just... I know, it's one of the learn things to I control, like to control yeah. your, you know, your mental... Thing for recovery, you know, be able to sort of switch your brain off from every all these stimulus, and just be there and sort of recovering without having to go to sleep. It's, it's amazing. So I think if if you're a person who can nap, that's yeah. great. But if you find then that you can't sleep at night, then it's probably not exactly. the best idea for you. Or if you wake up from it and just feel horrible, which is what happens to me, then again, probably naps aren't the best for you. Yeah. Also, I think it's. So, uh, people should also try sort of stick to one time to go to sleep like the same time every day if you can rather than just have random sleeping times I think that yeah. also so really that's helps all part of, you call it sleep hygiene yeah. Yeah. the sort of rituals before bed um, and trying to wake up at the same time as well and even on the weekend I know that's not always possible for everyone on the weekend, but if, yeah, if you can, that, that is ideal. Waking up at 4.30 on the weekend. Yeah, you, know what, you know what I started doing? I got one of these, uh, it was a sleep cycle app on my phone, which um, you set an alarm, but it's like, the alarm is set for a half hour window, and it only goes off when you're in the lightest part of the sleep. Yeah, I've heard that about that. That was really that. good. And what you found was, actually, it would coincide with when the dogs were staring at me. I've got a theory <laughs> that the dogs knew when I was in the lightest part of the sleep, to come and pester me to let them out. So, ah, yeah. so that's what I've got feeling. They actually know when I was like almost waking up. Because they'd then, always just be there. Yeah, that's so interesting. And then also when you're in that lighter sleep, when you do wake up, you're yeah, more you refreshed good. rather yeah. than if you've woken up from oh, a deep... Yeah. So instead of having maybe <laughs> seven hours sleep, you might have six and a half hours sleep. But because you've woken up in a lighter sleep cycle, your body feels the same as it did when seven hours sleep yeah. in fact maybe slightly better because if you then start to go back into a deeper sleep cycle it's gonna be you know it's, it's gonna be harder to wake up and feel refreshed yeah i remember when i first heard that i thought that was fascinating yeah it's good yeah i never know how true how accurate they are because it's not done on your heart rate i think you can get a heart rate one so one on the phone was done by a microphone it could you put it close enough to your face mm. when you're sleeping Sort of does the breathing. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. interesting. Um, the noise of the breathing, but yeah, you know, I don't know how the algorithm works. But I did find it worked quite nicely. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, once I go back to my iPhone, once I can be bothered to set up a new iPhone, I will have. <laughs> a, I've had it since Christmas. Um, Andy. I know. <laughs> just like you know, keep looking at it and look at my old one. That I've got charge up and then 
Nope, no changing. But no, um so yeah, so the sleep cycle actually I found quite a good app. And then you know, but it all ties into sleep habits apart from good sleep hygiene. It's like when do you go to bed? What do you do in the build up to bed? You know, everything should be even eating, you should you know, you shouldn't eat two hours before you know, a bit more than two hours before bedtime because you don't want to be digesting food as you go to bed because all that's going to do is keep you awake alert especially you know you want to sort of be sort of a two hour mark where the food's broken down enough that the body's just going to start using it and fully digesting it but you don't want to be that first bit where it's dark acids all you know picking up and you know your stomach's doing all the hard work so you know it almost starts there, and as you said, you know, it starts with midday. You know, stop drinking coffee. Yeah. Maybe you know. <laughs> cut down the caffeine. Yeah, and then you think <laughs> high sugar towards you know later part of the day. Yeah, I believe in a lot of carbs towards bed. Like your last meal should be high carb because it does help you sleep. But that's not to say the same as high sugar. High sugar, yeah, yes, exactly. True. So, yeah, it's catch my thing. And there's other things like you know, there's a there's a link to. Is it dark cherries and dark cherry juice, which is quite high sugar, but does aid sleep. No, and warm, about that and warm milk as well is another yeah. one. But these sort of things, you know, you can implement in chamomile teas and things like this. But just be structured with it. Don't try everything all at once. Find what works for you and just keep to it. Make it a habit. Make sure you go to, you know, like I now do, always have a bath and go to bed. Listen to a podcast in the bath. Normally pass out. Haven't drowned yet, so I'm doing okay. <laughs> then, then get out when the water's cold. <laughs> Roll into bed. And you're all wrinkly. Pull the cover over your head. Fall asleep. Um, that sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. But yeah, so I try to read a book before bed. That's another yeah. good thing. Anything that's a few, yeah, a few yeah, just pages. Just takes just takes your mind down and stops yeah. it racing. Yeah. And if you can stop looking at your phone. That's the thing. Yeah, I tend not to. I try and do that. Yeah, after we seven seven thirty. Yes, at seven my yeah. my downtime kicks in. Yeah. And there's a thing, you know, you got to find what helps you sleep, and it's all about switching off from all these exterior stimulus. And if reading a book just sort of helps your brain relax, it could be, you know, it depends how deep you get into things. It could be a bit of art before bed, something that you know, yeah, anything that you personally don't have to think too much about. Right, if it's something that takes a, not a lot of thought and you enjoy it, it's probably quite a good thing. Um, you know, audio books, I've listened to those as I've started dozing off before because then I don't have to turn the light on to yeah, read. You know, so I turn yeah. it so I sit there. Yeah. But it depends who's reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible <laughs> narrators. Like, good actors who I recognise, but they've got quite a distinctive accent. And you're like, oh, yeah. no. no good. I also <laughs> like Ocean Sound. Yeah, I used, to, yeah, I used yeah. to listen to Ocean Rain. Sound. Is yeah. Oh, sound of Rain. It's the best. And you can download them on like Apple Music and just... See, I have Alexa. Yeah. I go, Alexa, sleep yeah. sounds. Yeah, and you and just... You can choose a random one for yeah. me. Oh, They're very relaxing. Alexa. Very relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> I try... I find watching sort of drama movies or anything... Before, before bed, that is so bad. I, will, I never sleep. Yeah. My mind I is just racing. I never watch a film now at night because oh. I always fall asleep. Like, you know, one of the things is I try not to watch a film yeah. because I've got a habit of falling asleep while watching it. And I know I'm probably then not going to get good sleep because yeah, unless I watch it, my blue light blockers on. Mm. But 
you know, so I don't do it because I won't remember half of it. I have to then go back and watch it again. So I tend to now watch films. If I'm gonna watch a film, I watch it during, you know, like on the, the weekend. weekend or something. Yeah, in the middle part of the day when I'm actually alert. Because yeah. we'd watch Luther before we sleep, and my goodness, that yeah. was nothing. Or <laughs> Game of Thrones, and if you're wearing yeah. an Apple Watch, you watch oh. your heart rate yeah. spiking. Yeah. You're like, that's killed. not a good thing. But people you don't want to get killed. Yeah. But that's the thing. If it's but if it's like trash TV, I suppose you can get away with it because yeah, you, it's, you, it's you just mindlessly watch. Yeah, and you're laughing and just yeah, relaxed and just, a yeah. bit. It's different. Yeah. And yeah, it's whatever you find to help relax. I suppose that's what it gets down to. It's like relaxing yourself yeah, and uh, creating a habit really to um, be honest yeah I mean consistent we're, yeah, yeah we're creatures yeah. of habit yeah so let's let's talk about stress and yeah. cortisol I mean it's all interlinked with sleep mm. um, but again in this day and age we are I think we live in a chronically stressed state yeah and true. I guess you could say stress is a change any change in homeostasis yeah yeah, yeah. Um, your physical environment yeah, I mean, that could be an angry boss. It could be um, matatus in traffic. Yeah. That anything. annoying guy in the gym, anything. Even a workout is putting yes, stress yeah. on your so, nervous system yeah, and, and what, physical. What we want is sort of the right dose of stress. Because exactly. you yes. need some stress to, well, gain muscle. And you also need stress to, to lose fat. Yeah, <laughs> But again, you don't want too much. I talked about this a little bit in one of my last Instagram stories, Instagram TV stories. Yeah. And I, it was um, about, you know, what are we doing that could be affecting our sleep? And it is, stress is a big one. You know, could, uh, sleep, um, affecting our gains. So sleep's a, uh, the stress is a big one because if something causes you so much stress, it's making your life miserable, you've got to change that. Stress is the biggest killer to humans. You know, stress triggers all the chronic diseases. You know, so if you are in a job that causes you constant stress, I would suggest changing your job. I would. You know, no amount of money is worth, it's, it's worth your that. health. And you will die early. And, yeah. you know, and it happens. You know, you will get heart disease, cancers, you know, all these other diabetes. They're all linked to stress. But no one wants to accept that or acknowledge no. that it's stressed like oh no it must be something else because well, they look it's... at what the actual illness is rather than what what, what was the original it? trigger yeah because yeah, if yeah. it's stress it means you need to change and your lifestyle yeah, and everyone everything is that's quite where, adverse to that yeah that's where the problem is not many people are willing to um as the bodybuilders in the podcast would say suffer to change because yeah, so, it takes work because change change takes work you need to change your sleep so, say you change your job so it it changes everything. You'll be happier, but it'll take some work. So it's another thing. Look around you. Is, is everything in your life there making your life a better place? You know, if it's not, you know, friendship group, family. Yeah, true. Could be all true. these things could cause you extra stress, right? Friends. If you've got friends that, you know, what's the saying? Have a look at your five closest friends. You have a sum of all those, right? Mm-hmm. So, and if they're bad influences on you, get get rid of them because that will cause you long term stress and cause you long term damage and motivation. And everything else is affected. Family, family stress. Yeah, yes, you can't, you can't, you know, you always be related to someone, but you don't have to have those people in your life if they're not helping you progress in life, and vice versa. You should be helping the people around you. Yeah. So, you know, we shouldn't be causing people in our life stress. We should be helping. And I think we live now in a society with 
So, social media is great, you know, we make a podcast as we yeah. said. <laughs> okay, but the good and bad so of much social comparison media. and comparison being a thief of joy. And you yeah. have people looking and they're getting stressed from being on Instagram. They're yeah. being stressed by looking at these pictures of all these people. If it causes you stress, stop yeah. following people like that. It's as easy as that. Yeah, yeah if, if, if you look at someone's page and it's stressing you about what they're doing and you're trying to compare, just, just unfollow yeah. or... Yeah, I only Leave follow the, the accounts that I find enrich my life, yeah. Yeah. that are educational and make me feel good. Exactly. And negative comments. Anyone posts a negative comment, you're in your rights, just block them. Just you block don't need them, that stress yeah. in your life. You just don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's the thing. Stress as a whole. You know, cortisol is a strong anti-inflammatory response. If you are injured, and this is why training causes cortisol, but the cortisol's there for a reason. It's to stop the inflammation in your body. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's to stop, help your body repair. Great. When we're in a heightened state of stress, our body just keeps producing cortisol. Yeah. And that, you know, has a massive damaging effect to every part of your body. Right, you know, you, you know and you can't start produce. you know, you can't break down fats. You can't build muscles. But also your organs don't function properly. Yeah, inflammations, yeah. Growths and tumors and things will grow quicker, you know, because your body's not in that homeostasis. And but we live in a society that's so fast paced that we live in constant stress. So you're constantly in the fight flight in the, in the sympathetic yeah sort of sympathetic nervous part system. the nervous system, and that's you only want to be in there for a little bit of time. Like when yeah. you're training, you're probably in a sympathetic state, yeah. but you want to get in and, and then get yeah. right back up into the parasympathetic and relax. state. I think. Yeah. I always look at this, and like from a soldiering perspective, PTSD is where you're unable to switch on and off a stress response. So you end up taking that fight and flight with you everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are doing this in general life. I think there, there's a real skill, and you see like the top athletes and top bodybuilders and everything else really good at switching that switch on and off, going into the gym, switching to like that high intense mode. And then switching it off after to cover. Yeah. And I, that's why I do think training can help with stress because it helps you manage how you control your mental being and, and, and body. And, it's, yeah, and it helps with things like PTSD because once you can learn to be able to switch your emotions on and off, you know, it's a good thing. And if you are someone who suffers a lot of stress and, and PTSD, get, get help early, go see a therapist. You know, go see a counsellor because, you know, as we said, one way or other, stress will, will kill you. You know, where it leads to other mental illnesses, yeah, you know, depression, anxiety. And anxiety. Depression, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And anxiety is a terrible one because, especially when it's coupled with depression, it's like that overthinking. You're not sleeping. <laughs> you're overstressing about everything. Mm-hmm. And then you're also very introverted and down, you know. And these things tend to go hand in hand. So... And then this all links together, you know, more, you know, you stop sleeping, so you get worse. Yeah. Your cortisol levels just keep increasing, increasing, increasing. Yeah, and then you yeah. stop eating, you, you it's stop. It's such a hard cycle to get out of. Yes. Yeah, true, because your work production goes down, like everything just goes down. Yeah, and you stop producing dopamine, because you stop, one of the things <laughs> is you stop doing things for yourself. Yeah. You yeah. stop doing things to enjoy, because when you're living this stressful life, have a look at what you're actually doing for yourself. The amount of times people give 
their whole day life to a job, which yeah, we always say you know these big companies. Maybe we'd replace you in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just a small yeah. part, just part small of cog in the machine, making yeah. a profit. So here's the thing: don't yeah, you know, don't be afraid to walk away. Don't be afraid to you know just look do things for yourself occasionally. Things that increase your dopamine production. One, it help your fitness journey. Two, it will save your life long term. It will. That's the thing. Beyond beyond fitness, it's like everyone. Yeah, yeah. longevity. Yeah. So I think even even more important than you know getting your training right mm. is getting your stress under control, getting your sleep under control. Yeah. Because no matter how hard you train, if you've not got those at a good place in your life, yeah, you're not going to see any results. And that's for everyone. Like, you know, you don't have to be someone who goes to the gym. Yeah, and it's something you see, like, you know, stress will shorten your life. So everyone, and this is something maybe we should be teaching kids, meditation, de-stressing techniques, you know, early, because I think these are life habits that will benefit us all as we get older anyway. So I think if we can start getting kids, one, talking about problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, things like the importance of sleep, meteditation, anything that, you know, counteracts stress. If you can get that in early, people will just be healthier. I think that would be so great because it's so instilled in us now that yeah. you've got to work, work, work from, you know, throughout school, then you must get a job. For be making Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then also play lots of sports, to be honest. I think sports in yeah, schools as well. Yeah, switching on and off emotion as yeah. well. And it really helps kids, teenagers really, you know, cope with the stress of being in school the whole day. Yeah. Go do some sports, get home, tired, sleep. That's the other thing. Schools play a part in creating stress yeah. kids now more exams and more tests and yeah. oh my goodness yeah. homework I, like, seven, like my daughter's six was getting homework yeah. kids work longer hours I think than I most adults I yeah. know it's just insane I was talking I was talking about this with a, with a client and you know especially if, if a child goes to school in Nairobi some of the traffic here they're waking up earlier and earlier yep. to, uh, to earlier get to school and, and, yeah. and I know that there are studies on that um I was listening to a podcast and they were saying, like in the UK, if they they um they started school later, and it had such great beneficial effects, you know. On, yeah, no, you know, I agree. On, I think it was like, and even we've used the same principle for work. Start people at like ten, make sure people are more awake so they can be more productive. Shorten the working day because actually you're more productive during that period. Yeah, I mean a nine to five is is just so outdated. It's a thing. So Elsie, who's like our adopted child who lives with us and goes to school in the Basha. Like when you know she's at boarding before, so she's eleven. The amount of homework she used to be back and still doing it like nine p.m. at night. And I'm like, Elsie, have you eaten? She'd be like, Oh no, I've got to get my homework done. I'm like, Elsie, I don't care if you don't do the homework. And if school tell you off, I'll, I'll tell them. You need to go to sleep. You need to eat your dinner. Yeah. You know? And just have right. fun, you're a yeah, kid, exactly. that's crazy. Yeah, because kids do more than guys doing a 9-5, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> and schools just expect more and more, because all these schools now are marked on, you know, like Ofsted-style reporting, where they're marked and graded on how good a school, based on results. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's almost like sales for teaching. It's like, you know, the school will get more pupils if it's get high results. So what we're going to do is we're going to just push these kids really hard to get good results. And then it's good results, then the sports go down yeah. or they don't even have any sports 
you don't have games or maybe one hour a week and then the rest you're just reading 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 but the kids will crash out I mean this is the problem they, they may be fine when we finish school get good grades we get to university and it's a whole different system and no one's driving yeah. and <laughs> all falls apart and you know long term we're so stressed you just get ill mental health conditions and you know students in the UK I was, I was watching a documentary on this or somewhere suicide rate in universities in the UK is insane it's high it's very high it's high I mean that's because we're just pushing so kids too hard we're just pushing people yes and, and it's classic and my dad would say it and I'd probably say it's not as tough as it used to be <laughs> that's, that's just bullshit it's just something we say because we're grumpy old men yeah and, you know, and we all end up sounding like our parents you know it's not the truth you know, it's just like, different I see what my daughter has to do even at seven and you're like I didn't have to do any of that. I, you know, I look at the homework of Elsie at 11 and I'm like, geez, I'm glad I didn't have to do that at school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Differential equations and stuff. I'm like, please. So, yeah, and I found me having to help her because it's not, it's not something I would expect an 11-year-old to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then that just carries on. I and mean, then you've got like kids at 18 and pressure from every angle, social media, school pressure, pressure from parents, peer pressure. It just becomes this massive stress bubble. And I just don't see how, you know, you know, we just got to break the cycle at some point because it's, you know, we're just killing off the youth early. Yeah. And most of them don't talk, so it's just yeah. a ball yeah. of pressure. Yeah, waiting suicide to... rates are huge. And this is like the thing that travels up into male suicide rates. I mean, men, because we don't talk, and we take on a lot more stress without talking about it and looking for ways to de-stress yeah. you know, we don't go to spas and get massages we don't go get our hair done at a salon no, you might not have <laughs> but things like this we don't we don't do things you know men don't talk about problems and we don't do things for ourselves often and we all want to work and the same with women you know running you know jobs and families everything else and you know all, this, all these things are going a million miles per hour and we don't expect something to break of course things are going to break well you know health care of people's just falling apart yeah so when we're looking at training in sort of this bigger picture yes. the stress that is your life you don't want training to be another a burden no, right? another stressor that's what do something you enjoy yeah hopefully yeah so in your training yeah. make sure it is something you enjoy and it's not a chore to go to the to yeah. the gym or and you or you're dreading it because that's not going to help that's, no. you're not going to see any results yeah as much as it intense it needs to be fun i guess like it oh, needs to be something you've got to really love the intensity if you yeah. want to do bodybuilding say you've got to love the hard intense you can't go there hate in the gym because you will not succeed right if you do that's, that's not the spot for you anyway so do something that is going to get you moving but you enjoy yeah mm-hmm. and that's the first thing and then you keep to it and it breaks up your day it's a moment where you, you can just have an hour hour and a half to yourself yeah yeah and i think just sort of going the opposite for i know a lot of people really overtrain and they're going sort of every day and wondering why they're not seeing results and we, we've we sort of touched on this before mm-hmm. with more is not always better no. but that's when you've really got to pull back and get get your stress in line get your sleep in line and then when maybe you take your training back now to three or four days a week you'll start seeing the results. Yeah, because it's like you said, you're probably in fight or flight mode the whole time. Yeah. Because you you're working, you you're something. training, like you have no off button, so your body just loses the 
like getting to homeostasis becomes a problem maintaining a balance so your body is just ready to like it's always on fight or flight fight or flight and you won't it's very hard to make any results if you're not getting any time to relax and i find is you know one indicator if you been training flat out and you start feeling a bit more anxious about things you're not in your sleep maybe it's not quite as good you know you, you know, it's harder to eat your food and, you know, just generally feel more lethargic from an extra rest day. Mm-hmm. Makes all the difference. Yeah, and just have a... And, and also, you know, it's okay to have a day off for, for mental health reasons and work. But if you aren't feeling great, don't be ashamed to take a day off because you are not mentally coping. It's so common now in, in society that more people need to say that, you know. If, you know, one of my employees says, look, I'm just not feeling great, so I'll take a day off. Because they're going to be more productive when we come back. When we come yeah, back, yeah. You know, take a day off, take a, you know. And then, it's, you know, and if you, and take days off, use your leave and stuff, you know, just because you need to prioritise recovery from life sometimes. You, know? you need holidays, you can't work 365 days a year. You know, push it in the gym as well. Push your work, push your gym, push your diet. Oh, yeah, you know, it's non-stop. You'll burn out you eventually. Do. Yeah, you will burn out. I and mean, that's the thing, it's, you know, life has to be sustainable. Your whole mm-hmm. life. You know, from start to finish. You know, there's going to be parts, of, times of intensity, but they need to be balanced out with times of rest. Yeah, I agree. Yep, same. Well, I think we've got time for a couple of questions. And you know, you had quite oh, a good okay. one. I like that one that you got. So yeah, I haven't got it in front of me, so I'm gonna try and remember it. I think it was um, the train. You know, as trainers, is it? So I'll make it a bit of a bigger question. So first, the question was, do you find it harder to train someone of the opposite sex, and what considerations? Then we can also turn it, what considerations you should have for training someone. You know, is there a different approach to training women to men? Well, I, d- I don't find it hard training men. Mm. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I don't have as many men clients as women. Um, but no, I enjoy training men. And I, I well, obviously, every, everyone, I will make a program according to their goals. And yeah. you, you don't need to train women differently from men. You really don't. Um, we, we touched on it before. Women can handle more volume. Yeah. So yeah. you can take that into account. And then obviously women generally want more sort of glute-focused yeah. work. Yeah. So you, you can, and, and maybe men, their, their chest work. So that's just taking into account your client's preference. Yeah, yeah I also train more, more women, to be honest. And uh, I just find... I think women stick to the plan more, much more easier than men. They're much more, how do I say, adherent to the program, to the diet. Like if you if you make make them understand, they'll they'll follow the plan. As men sometimes I think we're just stubborn, and yeah, yeah it's, um, I don't know if it's an ego thing or, but I just find it easier to train ladies. They follow through and. The focus is different from the men, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I find also I get more excuses from my men client than the female one, to the point like the female client sometimes would have to be, now you need to slow down, you know, like 
Let's yeah. take it easy. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, telling them to. Yeah, yeah, like now let's. Women, you know. women are beasts. Yeah, 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 so. yeah just keep yeah. going. And, you know, that's what I found. That's the whole volume thing. That's why you mm. can give them more volume. Yeah. You know, they, they can go a bit longer, you know, but they're not lifting so much load, so you can give yeah, a bit yeah, more volume. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, do listen. And actually, most of the women, you know, most of the people working hard in gyms, if you look around, are actually women. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, I mean, in our about, studio, it's pretty much all women. Yeah. I and mean, when you look around, the guys are chatting. Time, <laughs> yeah. you know? And this is truth. Yeah. It's, you know, women tend to work a little bit harder. Because, and I don't know, this could be because of a social portrait that women are yeah, trying to face know. up to. Yeah, you know? yeah. Women are the first ones to be more self critical. The men, and there's a lot of like that media image thrown oh, yeah. in their face. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe they're, you know, they're fighting, you know, trying to reach these goals and, you know, they're pushing themselves. So, maybe. Um, I'm not a woman, so maybe. Yeah, yeah then, no, no, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> then, in terms of considerations for women, I guess, apart from like the time of the month, there's, that's, that's yeah. all you really and need I, to really I think that's important when you have a client, yeah. and especially someone who's trying to lose weight. To track your cycle because your weight will pick up. Yeah, you yeah. will hold more water. You will be bloated. That's okay. And it's monthly. We're expecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And it's something yeah more women should be open to. And you may talk need an extra rest trainer. day. Yeah, yeah. You know, you may need a bit more change. Yeah, you know, if you're, you're a woman who suffers majorly from cramps. Yeah, yeah you can just. I mean, every woman is different, yeah. but in mm-hmm. in general. It's just one of those things if you'd need to know, I guess, of a trick. Yeah, and trainers shouldn't be embarrassed about it. I mean, that's the only kind of place yeah, I yeah. would see where a, a, a female but, client might be yeah, but a bit embarrassed to, talking yeah. to yeah. a coach about. But it's only sad if the trainer doesn't understand what what to do and what the monthly cycle is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really weird. And yeah. I think I bet now I've got a daughter because I'm going to be expecting these questions from yeah. Ola. But the amount of men who get creeped out by talking about men's yeah, yeah. yeah. so like, But then, you know, because it's not something we talk about growing yeah. up, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, it's. Yeah, and, you know, but it's you know, so interesting. Well, actually, the effects of the hormone changes in yeah. the woman's body is insane. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can program a whole your whole sort of workout according to your cycle yeah. and it's different phases because I'm I, it doesn't bother me to be honest no, it's very because it's science it's yeah. oh it's, it's happening okay, right. well next podcast gents yeah well, no, <laughs> it's, yeah. 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 it's happening okay this is what you do how do you feel you know the cramps the like, so the workout needs to change and yeah. you just need to be attentive as a PT yeah yeah and you need and to have that relationship where you feel you can talk. But then this yeah. brings it down to the, op- the other end of the scale, about professionalism. Prefer, yeah, exactly. When you're working with someone with, of the opposite sex, you've got to have prof- you've got to be professional to have those boundaries. The amount yeah. of guys and girls I know who end up dating clients. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, especially yeah. in commercial gyms in the UK. I yeah. see it all the time. Right? Yeah. And I just look and go, oh, yeah. Jesus, it's just a bit creepy. Like, it starts off, you know, stretching. Yeah, Does everyone stop? Yeah. All right. Um, and the thing is, because it's a profession. And as soon as you start, it's a bit like... It's, it's yeah. just like shitting where you eat. It, yeah, <laughs> it's really, like, yeah. It, it really is. <laughs> I don't know, but that's true. Yeah. But it's just like this. You, you, it's professionalism, but, yeah. you know, with any job. Yeah, you wouldn't date clients in other jobs because if it goes wrong, yeah. it affects yeah. like the business. And, you know, it is a thing, yeah. You become that PT. Yeah, you become that PT, <laughs> the sleazy PT who hits on all the clients. You know, and who wants to be known as that person, you know? Yeah. Um, and likewise, you know, 
clients should always maintain that relationship as well. Yeah. You know? That's right. It's raining in the fashion today, actually. Oh, that's so exciting. But yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things, I think, uh, comes with professionalism and and also clients can tell. Yeah, they can tell maybe this, this is someone I can... I can share and just be like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. Also, I think it depends on how you approach the client from the get-go. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, um, you should be building good relationships, yeah, professional exactly. relationships, mm-hmm. because this is why PT sometimes don't look at like a proper professional most, because mm-hmm. there isn't, and it's becoming a bit better, there isn't most professional professionalism across the board. Yeah. 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 You know? And people are in it for the wrong reasons, and you, you see this in... Yeah. And you and you people like yeah interacting with female clients wrongly. And you know, so you wouldn't expect a lawyer to start hitting on someone who's coming for legal advice. <laughs> yeah, true, no. true, true. So, you know, it's no different with someone coming for professional personal training advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, for me I find I just find women really train like if I was like uh, when training with like Clear compared to all my previous uh, like men training partners, I'd rather train with clear yeah. oh, Thank you. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, to say that. It's just because there's that that push, and because yeah. she can handle a volume, and in my head I'd be thinking, shit, I'm tired, mm. but she's not. So yeah, yeah a bit of a bit of the ego is like, well, don't quit, don't that, quit. Like, <laughs> some of the best yeah. workout partners are some of the opposite sex because. Not necessarily lifting with ego, but yeah, you'll yeah. push probably a little bit better just because you don't want to underperform. Yeah. You, you drive each other on. <laughs> and it's both yeah. ways. Yeah, doesn't yeah, want to yeah. appear weak, yeah. so they'll be stronger. <laughs> yeah. So I actually think, yeah, it could be a great symbiotic relationship. Yeah. It, no, it is. And, and like, other people would ask, like, aren't you intimidated? But, you know, and I'd say no, because whenever I've trained with Leon and Thagana, yeah, they're, they're so encouraging. And then yeah. I will train harder cause, and also because they're great spotters. Yeah. I can't spot them, but they're good <laughs> spotters. Yeah. And yeah, it's a bit of a workout taking the weights on and off, but apart from that. Yeah, so yeah. the guys need to step up. And, and we did the same workout. So there you go. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women do not need to train differently yeah. to men. We did yeah, exactly for, the same. For a whole year, yeah. we did the, the same. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. true. Just different weights for yeah, everyone and then everyone yeah. record their own weights and yeah. yeah so there are no workouts for women no workouts for men yeah even even men do hip thrusts oh, i love a hip thrust mate. yeah because i remember that's one um one of the i'd say bad advice i got when i started it was early 20s <laughs> and i'd be told that's for women, hip thrust, and the um, abductor yeah. and the abduction. Yeah, the abduction, the like, machine, you speak yeah, the woman's machine like, in the gym. Yeah. It's like, don't, that's oh, just, that's for right. women. And the it. hip thrust. Yeah, hip thrust I love. Uh, yeah, what's yeah. You, you know. Everyone needs a, a strong chip. pair of glutes. Yeah, yeah. like, a, you know, when you have to 250kg hip thrust, you know you can probably hip thrust a car or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, it's a good thing to know. Yeah. <laughs> a small oh, I'd like to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What other questions we yeah. got? I don't know. Let me check. Not Leon, get his yeah. dreams like, yeah. No, guys, a tapestry out. Guys, <laughs> weird questions are. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone asked for volume or intensity. There's the best snack for mid- midnight cravings while on a cut. Okay, midnight Ooh. cravings. Yeah. Okay, Andy's like, I've got this covered. <laughs> no, no, midnight cravings. Yeah. 
Just don't do it. Yeah. The thing is, because if you've got a good sleep cycle, you should you you should be asleep at midnight. Yeah, you shouldn't be up at midnight. And if you've had an appropriate meal with plenty of fibre before bed, you shouldn't be waking up hungry because that fibre should still be in your digestive system. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good tip because, yeah. I mean, maybe if you're if you're on a cut and you haven't planned your your macros sort of. Yeah, properly so. throughout the day and yeah. you end up with nothing in the evening exactly. you're yeah. definitely going to get some cravings so exactly. yeah have a nice high high fiber you're better off saving your biggest meal before bed like yeah. a few hours before bed your last meal because yeah, if you're cutting you can keep busy during the day yeah and not worry about thinking too much but when you're sitting down and if you're someone who's used to snacking mm-hmm. you know when chilling that can be the hardest thing so you're better off having a bigger meal in the later part of the day with a higher fibre, plenty of carbs. Yeah, yeah. keep some fats yeah, cause if, if you want. Yeah, because if you're waking up yeah. at midnight... It's, there's nothing there's... worse than going to bed hungry. Yeah. <laughs> With your stomach sort of that's, feeling like there's yeah. a little rat gnawing in there. Yeah. And if you're a bodybuilder, you've got to accept that. Correct? I know, yeah. that's probably... Yeah, you've got to suck it up. But <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're just doing it to lose weight, you just need to structure your day a lot better. Yeah. yeah. And because if you are then waking up at midnight, you, your whole sleep cycle will be yes. off. You're going to be even hungrier the next, the next day. day. Are you, you truly binge. hungry as well? Or is yeah. it a habit? Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing to look at. Because, yeah, maybe you're up late till 11. That's what I'm thinking. Then when he says midnight snack, I don't think eight. he's gone to bed. Yeah. It's not like he's gone to bed <laughs> yeah. and he's woken up. I think he gets hungry just before just bed. bed. Yeah. Yeah. And where if he had had a, a better meal a couple of hours before... And then sleep He's, earlier. Yeah, sleep, sleep, yeah, half ten, eleven, mm-hmm. yeah, even that extra hour. Well, yeah, geez, if I had the choice, I'd be in bed by like, eight. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's, well, that's <laughs> Leon and I. Yeah. People eight. know not to text well, you us get after really, eight. Yeah, yeah, you get up a little bit early. Okay. Like yesterday, seven thirty. I know that was a new low. I'm trying to keep the ten, but <laughs> that's because I, I do do a little bit of work in the evening because. I'll stop to walk the dog, so I come back there. Yeah, because your your dog walks along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do two lots of ten thousand steps, so so I'm doing ten miles a day. Oh my goodness! That's uh, because we do ten thousand steps at work at least, and then extra. Yeah, so I'm all about my total steps a day is twenty five times. But is that because you're cutting? Yeah, I I try to. I I'm only like my actual plan only has ten thousand, but. I always find when I'm in prep mode, I'm just more active generally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a bit more like I want to be you more You want to be active. out and about yeah. keeping yeah. your mind off midnight snacks. Exactly. Yeah, prep, prep That's another thing though. Having an evening walk, because that starts relaxing you, get back, eat your meal, bath, bed, and you won't need a snack. I yeah. would never wake up at midnight. Oh, no, I if I, bed, if I went like, to bed at 10 yeah. there's no chance I'm waking up like I'm not night. sacrificing my sleep right. for, for a snack it's bad enough I mean, <laughs> like, it very rarely happens the only time I really start to wake up to go to the toilet is when you, you know you're eating a little bit less in prep but your water levels are quite high then I do, but then I hate it. I'm angry at the world out there. Oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. Don't tell any lights. You should just get a bedpan. It's like well, that. that well, I, I had to think about this. It's like, it's easier just to go in the pot. But I've got an ensuite like, bathroom, so like, it's a bit yeah. lazy. Like the last, the last few weeks are the worst, though. Every yeah. hour. And just think about me. Yeah, How annoying that's that's annoying me. Like, yeah. it's not even me. Make sure he sits toilet side of the bed. Because, yeah. Yeah, no, he does. And then, does. Out, and then yeah. you're not sleeping because... It's, it's good sleep. It's, you're just tired. You're just finished. That's the thing. And then yeah. you're waking up every hour too. Because your sleep does get affected once you get yeah. really lean yeah. as well. And then that's also a stress hormone. Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think people assume being lean is amazing. Nice. No. There's, there's, there's a sweet spot. There's, yeah, there's Probably that. about there's 11, 12 percent body yeah. fat. It's healthy. That sort of area, like yeah. not too lean, but not fat. There's like that. But it's probably yeah, actually a way bigger window. It's probably between like 10 and yeah, that's, 20. So hormones are still that's happy. For men, yeah. for for men. women, it's like. Yeah, I'm sure it's 15, a bit higher. Yeah. 20. 18 to but, 25, yeah. I think. I'm yeah. trying to upload the story about body fat reading yeah. and how pointless it is. And not worrying about it. Yeah, unless, unless like, you yeah. really have money to waste. You don't for, have to. Yeah, for Dexter Scan or underwater. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. then, they're not that accurate. Yeah. But um, if you're like granite hard muscle, you will be. And this is like with women, you affect your whole hormone cycles. So you, yeah, you're, you're not like, getting your periods. So for a while and like men, you, you stop sleeping, you lose your sex drive. So actually, being super lean isn't a healthy because you're not in homeostasis. No, no. homeostasis is a healthy spot. Uh, the last weeks of prep are libido killers. You're, you're useless. You're just tired after yeah. time. Yeah, your girlfriend could be climbing all over you. You just want to sleep, but you know you're not going to get good <laughs> sleep either. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. But it's good. It's, it's, for a few, it's for a few minutes and then on stage you're... Yeah. It's, it's a mindset thing you've enjoyed. It's... Oh, you can be. You feel proud. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. It's an accomplishment. Then you go straight into your eating competition. And eat. Get those hormones happy. Three hundred donuts. Get some good sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You try to get your to a nice hormone balance. Yeah. So. But, uh, so yeah, we kind of went off topic. But with that, yeah. 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 So that guy, go to bed a little bit earlier. Eat a better meal, last meal, and maybe get a little bit of exercise before your last evening. Yeah, and a bit more fiber in the diet. Yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. Probably it's probably having low fiber diet generally, mm-hmm. like most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So food just passes straight through your system. Yeah. You know, slow that down with a bit of fiber. Yeah. yeah veggies and fruit. Lots. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Yeah. So just to wrap that all up, get your sleep, get good sleep can't stress the importance of sleep enough and yeah. try not to stress yeah. yeah we're not stressing with stress bit no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not stressed about not being stressed True. thanks for listening thanks goodbye <laughs>